thing, Elvis Presley. You didn't have to rile him up like that. <laughs> what now? No, I'm... Excuse me, what? I'm just saying, we gotta follow that and... Well, sometimes you have to go all out when you're the king and you can't help it, you know? Because there's only one man who's the king. God picks him, hand plucks him. One night, God looked down all the millions and millions and millions of people, man, and he decided which one was the best. And it was me. And he plucked me from all those millions and millions and millions of people, man. Yeah? Listen to this right now. There's two things you need to know. Uh -huh. I'm the king. And number two is, look out, man. Look at that. They're coming at you. You see that? It's called karate, man. And only two kinds of people know it. The Chinese and the king. And one of them is me. You're the king. Oh, see all the members. They want a nice little bit of honey and a little bit of June bug. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going around. Uh-huh. Well, come on, man. Come on. Sit around there now. Come around. Sit around. Look out, man. Okay, there's some long game, sir, man. Well, thanks, Elvis. <laughs> well, I'm on, man. Come on. Let's go. Come on, man. What the fuck was he talking about? This podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Greetings everyone, my name is Misty Darling, and welcome to the pod that rocks your bod, Flix Max. In this episode, the guys will be talking about all things good, so sit back, relax, and be prepared to have your mind blown away by opinions that don't really matter to anyone. It's season 5, episode 4. Do you know where your children are? Here are your hosts, Scott and Terence. Hi there, and welcome to the pod that rocks your bod. This is Flixmax. I am one of your co-hosts, Terrence. And I'm the other one. I'm rocking my bod right now. I'm Scott. What do you call that dance that I, you're doing? I, 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 don't, I don't know, but it, I, whatever it is, I'm rocking my bod. It's like you're tipping the scales of justice back and forth. Yes. It's uh, it was fun. I suggest you try it. No, I'm doing it. Yeah, it's more of just a raise. It's you're not really rocking your body that much. It's more just raising your arm up and down. It's like an aerobic workout. Mm, yeah. So, anyways, this is um, Flix Max, and we're into season five, and yes, I think this is episode four. It would and, be. And uh, we're going to do some things today stuff. that's going to be, it's going to blow your mind. But yeah. Absolutely. Today, today the list is our favorite heist movies, but we'll get into yep. that a little later on. Yep. Um, do we need to address our behavior on the last episode? I don't think so. No. Okay. We, it was, I think it was late at night, wasn't it? And yeah, we I little, think so. We were a little wild, a little, little, little silly. Yes, just a little silly. Uh, apologies if we offended anyone's delicate sensibilities. Yes, and if not, good. <laughs> and if you don't like it, touch it like a second. Oh, it's starting already. Okay. Um, so um, you had a fairly easy personal challenge set for yourself last podcast so how did you fare i accomplished the goal i went to mm -hmm. a loner matinee on friday okay. yes and i saw dr strange in the multiverse of madness i don't know if you've seen it yet i have not seen it yet so okay so we won't discuss it but it's no, uh it's pretty good um yeah <clears throat> really good special effects um mm -hmm. And I myself, I am a fan of Wanda Maximoff, mm -hmm. and she's got a big part in it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, as far as Marvel movies go, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I liked it better than the first Doctor Strange, I think. Okay. Two different movies, though. Yeah, honestly, yes. And uh, so what about what about you? Well. I just said I need to remind people of what your challenge was because you never actually said what your challenge was and how Dr. Strange accomplished that. 
you had the broad challenge of just watching a new movie. Just I, I probably watched movie. three or four other new ones, but yes, that was the one. I, I the have the up. I have the short term memory of probably okay. a bumblebee. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they famous for that? I don't know. Okay, you don't remember. Definitely not the short term memory of an elephant. Okay. Anyway. Okay for for myself, my personal challenge was to revisit movies from my past movies that i hadn't seen in like 30 plus years and so i did that i watched six of those particular films um, any particular ones stand out to you well one of them will be a for good or bad odd. for good or bad they were all actually pretty decent um some better than i remember some not as i remember um, you know, I watched the remake of The Blob. I remember like thinking it was kind of okay, but it's actually decent. It's pretty gory. It's got some stuff. I mean, it doesn't match the Steve McQueen one because that movie's pretty awesome. But this was better than I remember. Um, the movie Miami Blues with Alec Baldwin and Fred Ward. That was that was pretty good. Um, I watched Revenge of the Ninja for the first time since. I was like nine and it was not nearly as violent as I remember it. Maybe because I've been desensitized. But when I first saw that, it was like one of the most violent things. And I remember almost like being sickened by the level of violence, but that was, it was tame. It was fine. But, uh, but yeah, no, all in all, it was, uh, it was a, a good viewing experience. And uh, yeah, one of the, one of the, movies I watch will be my pick of the pod and we'll get to that post haste. All right. Yes. So, so my we, new challenge, I'm just going to leave it wide open. I'm just going to watch three movies I've never seen before. Okay. Well, for Which me, should I should be easy. Should be yes. Easy. For me, I'm going to have a challenge that is open and going to be continual until it's complete so it's going to run over a few different podcasts starting from you know the beginning of the alphabet i'm going to watch one new or one haven't seen in a long time movie starting with a b c and just go right through the alphabet starting with ever doing one for every letter and then just so, watch as many so seconds. 20 26 episodes you don't have to pick a new challenge well, I mean, I'm going to watch more than one per episode. You are. You're phoning it in. This is. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, you think I'm phoning in. Wait. Till no, I I'm just kidding. It's a good challenge. Is. It's it's fair. And 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 I'll uh, and I'll have like numbers, like movies that start with a number as come after Z as well. So it's actually going to be 20, could be 27 podcasts if I wanted to. Um so yeah, that's that's going to be my thing. And if you think I'm phoning in, wait till you hear what my new theme is. Um, so, um, but yeah, there so is, I, there's gonna... so many different themes that we could have. Yes, but we pick the dumbest, lamest. Like, oh, oh name yeah. your favorite movie with a human being in it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying mine is close to that, but it certainly has properties of that so right. yeah so, cool man uh, cool mm-hmm. so Ooh. i guess that leads us to heist um our heist picks it's me again misty darling this week's topic de jour is illegal appropriation of someone else's goods. Get ready to have your ears hijacked, your valuable time snatched, but most importantly, your heart stolen. May I present to you this week's list, our favorite heist movies. I have to say, I, I came up with a short list first that wasn't a short list. It had like over 50 movies on it. And like, I got to say, like, I love heist movies because there was a lot that I had to choose from and whittle down to just, you know, 
a digestible amount. So, so I have 13. Okay. And I know there's a zillion I'm missing. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so if you say something that I love, I'll jump in. Okay. Um, you do that. And I'm first. sure I'm sure there's something on my list maybe that you 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 forgot. Yes. Because you're like I was when I think of heist, I'm like, oh, Italian job. Yeah. But then you then I look at the list, like I I went through the Rotten Tomatoes top 88 yeah. heist movies, and I'm like, holy shit, like these are far more, you know, more entertaining and well, not entertaining, or... but like far more favorite of mine than yes. Italian Job or Ocean's Eleven or whatever, right? I've, I've looked at a lot of those lists too while compiling mine. And I found that not, well, some of them are heist movies. Some of them might have just had a heist in it, but that's yeah. not what the movie was focused on. It just, you know, just because it had one heist in it, it wasn't like a buildup of the whole thing or anything like that. I so. think most of mine are centered around a, a grand heist or many right. heists. Okay. So... So your um, category, why don't you start us off? So my list, I think maybe my top five are probably, mm, well, my top three for sure are probably my three favorites. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're the best, but these are ones yeah. that I, I love because of dialogue or because of you know, maybe I've just seen them an immense amount of times. So, but I will start off with one that if this was a ranking, Mm -hmm. um, I would probably have this in my top five easily. It might even be in my top 10 of my all-time favorite movies, but I didn't think of it until the end. Um, So my first one is Jackie Brown. Okay. Um, Uh. It's is it a heist movie or is it like uh confident con how how do we con this dude out of all this money mm-hmm. movie? But I guess it's a heist movie because it's set up like a heist movie, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um Tarantino probably Tarantino's best work, his most his probably his least violent, most dialogue-driven work. Yep. Um Sam Jackson, Pam Greer, the late, great Robert Forrester, so many others. And it's just well-written. Um, and the book it's based off of, um, what is it? Rum Punch? Rum Punch, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and I consider it a heist movie, even though it's more like, a, let's steal this motherfucker's money right. type thing. But yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, one I, I'm going to have it's has a, a slight connection to yours um, because of Tarantino, not his involvement, but for his liking of this particular film. And it's a movie that was one, one that I did rewatch. Um, and it's called The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Mm-hmm. It's from the early 70s, mid 70s. Stars like Robert Mitchum is a lead. And a bunch of guys that are like robbing banks and, you know, they arrive at the bank manager's house and pretty much keep his family hostage. And then they go with him to the bank saying, if anything files up, we'll just make a phone call and something will happen to your family. And while Robert Mitchum at the same time um, is potentially facing some jail time. And so he's kind of might be ratting out some of his friends in order to get a lenient sentence. And so they're kind of suspicious of him and his activities and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's uh, I remember seeing it when I was a kid on TV, I just caught it probably about halfway through and I was just totally engrossed. And so yeah, I, I think, I think I actually saw it that way too. Yeah. It was on TV. Yeah. And I, I watched it now in full and yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. And the, the Tarantino connection is that there's a character in the movie who's like the gun runner, whose name is Jackie Brown. And, and Quentin Tarantino took that name because in the original Rum Punch novel, it's the name isn't Jackie Brown. It's Jackie mm-hmm. something else or whatever. And so he took that from, from the movie because he was a, 
such a fan and yeah it's a good movie like peter boyle's in it and um i know this i don't have you ever watched the anything on youtube about the what's in my bag with the celebrities shopping oh yeah at amoeba, Re- yeah. amoeba records yeah. um there was one with jason manzoukas and he he chose this as one of his movies and he said that he said it's a great movie but there's a um, he, he said there's a personal connection because Peter Boyle plays a bartender and in the background of a lot of the shots, there's just an extra walking around behind the bar. And that was like Manzoukas is like uncle or grandfather or something like that. So oh, wow. he had a personal c- connection because that was the bar that his uncle or grandfather actually worked at. And so they allowed him just to appear in the background. So that's just a little bit of trivia. But, uh, but yeah, is no, it, I. Uh, is it true that you have a man crush on Jason Manzoukas? Yes, I do. I'm all about the Greek. Hmm. Opa. Yes. Yum yum. So yeah. So that 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 was uh that was my first one, and that was the first bit of trivia I gave. All right. So there. I like your trivia. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next for me is Hell or High Water. Uh, that was on my 2016. List. Yeah. Directed by David McKenzie, starring Chris Pine, Ben Foster, and the great Jeff Bridges. Um, I remember we went into this, you know, it was one of those movies we'd heard was good. Mm -hmm. And it might have been one of the best movies I saw that year. Um, Oh, yeah. Basically, you know, these kinds of movies could easily be shootouts ultra violent but it it relied it relied more on like character development and dialogue and stuff yeah and um what i like most about it is that it's very believable Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um it was just all around good good entertaining fun Mm -hmm. and who doesn't love chris chris pine captain kirk yes Chris Pine. I don't know why I said it that way. I just did. It's like a, I guess it's like a modern day Western sort of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's set in Texas, and so it's just um, just yeah. dudes wearing jeans, walking around. Yep. Stealing stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one, I'm going to go on to more of a comedy, and I'm going to go with a fish called Wanda. Ah, um, uh, yes. This starts with a heist. And then everything is predicated on the trial and finding what was stolen afterwards. And so there's only the one heist scene in it, but it's very funny, very raunchy. Um, Kevin Klein is so over the top, won an Academy Award for his performance as Otto, um, just a big lunkhead who thinks he's like, way smarter than he actually is but pretty much all the facts he spews are incorrect um michael palin is so funny and you know see john cleese jimmy lee curtis um such a great ensemble good crime caper with some twists and uh yeah no it's a quite enjoyable yes i remember i wanted to see it when i was a kid but i think it was like 14a or something yeah or I couldn't get in because I was under 13 or something. And none mm-hmm. of my none of my older family members wanted to go. So mm-hmm. I didn't see it until it came out on VHS sometime later. Yeah, yeah no, it's a and, and if you want a piece of trivia of this, not that it really mean amounts to anything, but John Cleese's character is named Archibald Leach or Archie Leach. And that was the real name of actor Cary Grant. Just so, just, I thought I'd throw that in there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. I'm not going to have trivia for every single movie. That just, those two just happen to come up. Well, I I don't know. I can't, I can't be for sure because that just popped in my head as I was saying it. All right. So moving along, my next one is um, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, As well. This is full-on heist movie. It's mm-hmm. the it's the basically it's 40, 48 hours leading up to a new hope. 
yeah. them developing the pl- uh, a plan to steal the Death Star blueprints so they can destroy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, if I didn't love Empire Strikes Back so much, this yeah. would be the best Star Wars movie. And one um, of the great things about this movie is that it it fills in the hole, the plot hole of New Hope, of there being just like a self-destruct button. It's, it yeah. builds up that mythology. It corrects it by saying that the guy who was forced to design the Death Star as a kind of a fuck you to, you know, do you Empire. Mean, do you mean friend of the podcast, Mads Mikkelsen? Yes. Build in like a self-destruct button within the, within the plans so he could give it to somebody so they would be able to. Were you were you with me at Eau Claire when the projector died? Were you there no, that I day? No, I saw this on my own. Like literally right before um uh, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker is about to reveal to Jen Urso the big yeah. reveal or whatever. Literally, the projector died. And they couldn't get it to work again. So they gave us all two free movie vouchers or whatever. But it was just funny that like right before the big reveal, just uh, it gave out. And I remember like half falling asleep too. So I don't know. Then we went the next week and it was glorious. I stayed awake. So you didn't want to choose Solo as your Star Wars heist movie. You know what? I don't mind Solo. Um, Mm. There's a lot of weird plot stuff to that. A lot of weird writing. Um, Like how basically the villains, they only kind of hang out in that one place and there's no real, like, I don't know. It's just... But we'll save that for a later time. Okay. So my next one is uh, Inside Man. A Spike Lee film with Clive Owen and Denzel Washington and Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer, Willem Dafoe. Dolly Parton, Yes, yeah. Jimmy so are you, Hendrix. Are you listening to are you listing the cast of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Is that what you're doing? No, when I when I do that, um, there's a scene in uh, what's the second Cheech and Chong movie? Up in Smoke? No, Eat Cheech and Chong. Whatever the, the second movie, the one where they're in just, Amsterdam. I think it's just called the next movie. Cheech Chong, the next movie, I think is just what it's called. And there's a scene in the movie where they're mistaken as Hollywood stars or whatever. Okay. They're, they're in this press conference and these, these reporters are naming all these actors and Chong's like, yeah, oh yeah, and Burt Reynolds is going to be there and Dolly Parton and E.T. and Jimi Hendrix and just starts naming just random shit. And it's funny. But it was, yeah, this is... Um, Clive Owen and his posse take over a bank and they're making all these demands, but these demands are just in order to prolong time in order because they have another agenda that's unknown to the hostage negotiator, which is Denzel. Um, but in the way it plays out and unfolds, got some good twists and, you know, their, their motivations almost seem to be kind of pure, even though because no one gets hurt and you know they get away but they're also exposing like a war criminal but it's uh yeah no it's uh it's pretty good it is a good one mm-hmm. uh for me my next one is a movie called dead presidents i don't know if you've ever seen it i may have seen it i mean I, i'm familiar with it um, um but it's been years it's the hughes brothers or whatever the hughes right? brothers yeah. yeah uh lorenz tate keith david chris tucker's in it Basically, these guys come back from Vietnam and life blows. Um, They're tired of being in poverty. And so they plan a heist um, to kind of change their fortunes or whatever. And it it doesn't go well. Um, It's not the greatest movie, but 
I don't know. There's something about it I like, and I, I kind of right. like the, the I kind of like the Hughes brothers style. You know, right? Menace to Society is a great movie. Um, from Hell. From Hell. That's um, theirs. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, and the face paint is iconic, like the mm-hmm. reverse blackface. I guess it would be. Almost. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, um, my next one is some of these I haven't seen in a while, and so I don't really even can even remember some of the plots, but I just remember really liking them at the time. Um, which was American Animals that came out within the last couple of years. Oh, Adam yes. Peters, yeah, based on a true story of like the theft of like a book, like the most valuable book or whatever, and. Uh, they all wear animal lot. masks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I like, what what's the best part about a heist movie for me isn't, and surely the execution of the heist is good, but it's the planning is always mm. like you how they cover every single aspect, every single variable of every contingency that could go wrong or could go right or whatever, and just it's the whole build up to the heist that make if you have a good build up, then you're going to have a good heist movie. And uh, this one has a lot of that and how everything is so meticulously planned out, probably because it was based on a true story and based on a book by the guys who actually, I think, committed the the crime. And so very detailed and very accurate of how they were able to pull things off. And uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's, um, yeah. It's yeah. What, where was the book? It was like, was it in a museum or like a university a or something? Yeah, that was under lockdown, and they, yeah, you, you needed special permission to be able to go look at it, and yeah, but yeah, that's a good, good flick, good one. Uh, so no heist list would be complete without Point Break, the original from was it ninety one ninety? Yeah, uh, somewhere around there. Um, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yep. Um. A young Keanu Reeves, fresh fresh off of Bill and Ted's. Yes. Um, Patrick Swayze and the great Gary Busey. Gary Busey, yes. Um, and Anthony Kiedis and Flea. Yeah, Flea, yeah they're thugs. Um, basically a surfer heist movie. Guys wearing presidential masks, robbing banks, so they can fund their world tour of surfing um surfing the world's greatest surf spots or whatever um yeah so they basically they just rob banks to party and surf right um and uh johnny utah infiltrates the gang Mm -hmm. and falls in love with Lori petty and then skydiving and stuff yeah so it's good yeah um so i don't know if you saw the message that just popped up on the screen no i didn't yeah no we we do have a, a time limit here so okay we'll so talk we'll talk about one more and then uh we'll break off um actually i'll just continue on yours i've seen about 45 minutes of point break and have never watched the whole thing what yes oh i'm almost appalled by this news the part i remember most and it's probably the last scene i saw is and that's why i remember anthony kiedis is when he gets shot in the foot and that's about the one thing i remember and i don't remember seeing anything beyond that so all right okay so um my next one is is Ronan? <clears throat> yeah. Is uh, Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro, Jean Reno, and a Sean Bean, and a, just a bunch of other great character actors. Um, these almost seem like a bunch of mercenaries that are hired to steal something, which we never know. It's the old MacGuffin thing that you're you know they're after something, but you just don't you don't know what it is. You don't need to know. Uh, great writing. It was David Mamet wrote the script, but under a pseudonym. I think Robert Weiss, he wrote it under. Um, 
Yeah, just snappy, smart dialogue and some incredible uh, car chase scenes that are like, like rival things like, like French Connection and, and Bullet and that kind of stuff just inside the narrow roads of Italy and France and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, just very high adrenaline and exciting and uh, yeah, just a really well done movie. I think we can probably squeeze another one in here. So that's seven something left. Might as well take advantage of Zoom while we can. Yes, because they're being Uh, little catches. I don't know why this one's on my list, but there's something about this movie that I love. Mm -hmm. It's so weird and ridiculous. Um, Spring Breakers. (laughs) Um, I don't know why I like this movie so much. I think James Franco is ridiculous in this movie um Mm -hmm. and his gang of ladies that are on spring break that decide to what do they rob a store or some shit something like that yeah and just they're singing britney spears and um there's just something about this movie that speaks to me i don't know right so uh, it probably wouldn't make a lot of people's lists, but it made mm-hmm. mine. So there. Okay, made yours. Good for you. I'm 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 proud of you. Excellent. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if let's see what's what well, time we got. Yeah, I can six minutes. In. Yeah, we got time. I don't have to talk in length about some of these. Um, I'm going to go back to comedy, and I'm going to go with um, quick change. Is a Bill Murray vehicle where Randy he dresses Quaid. up as a clown. Randy it's Quaid, Randy. Gina Davis, um, Jason Robards. Uh, he dresses up as a clown. Bill Murray dresses up as a clown in order to rob a bank. But unbeknownst to the people in the bank, he's got a couple inside people there to help him out. Um, I, I admittedly, the movie kind of lags. About the, about the last half hour, but um, the first thirty minutes is some of Bill Murray's best work. Like he has so many great one-liners and delivery and everything, and it's so entertaining. Um, but yeah, no, it's just and it's just about them having problems, robbing the bank, and them just trying to get out of New York but just New York is being New York and not letting them get out of there. They have someone, they get robbed, the things break down, things just aren't working for them. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a funny movie. I've seen it once long mm-hmm. time ago, so I don't remember, but I will take your word for it. Okay. I recently got the Blu-ray for it. So there. Oh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Five minutes? I can get this one out. Yeah, we can squeeze a couple more probably. Uh, so m- for me, next is Snatch. Um, one of my favorites. Um, it's got so many, so much great dialogue, so many great characters. Um, so many stories kind of intertwining. Um, great performances. Probably Guy Ritchie's best, I think. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack. Um, Frankie Four Fingers trying to steal the stones at the beginning mm-hmm. Le- just leads to a whole thing. Um, yeah. It's Brad Pitt. Just, Brad Pitt as the Pikey Gypsy order that's just scene stealing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, just well Here. written, well, well done. So yeah, it's got good interwoven stories. That, yeah, good underbelly of London. I love London crime movies. They're good. yes, because I mean, yeah, I would put, I would put the gentleman, like as pretty close to as another really good guy, Richie, like right up. Yeah, there. same same line of thinking, right? Same yeah. kind of. Okay, so I think I have time to rattle one more off. Um, while most of these movies involve a heist, 
I'm going to pick my favorite and say Fast Five. Um, this one is kind of where the series went to a new level and found a new gear and just got more ridiculous and just realized what their potential was. And, because of uh, the rock? Yes, the rock shows in as he's called, coined himself as Franchise Viagra because he will drop, drop in in the middle of a franchise and you know bring it to life. And these guys are just after some drug lord's money and they steal the vault and they have two uh, yes. slicked up sports cars that are able to drive in tandem and pull this vault through the streets of Rio, like turning corners and just demolishing everything in its path. Like never ha- it would never human happen. casualties everywhere, I'm sure. Um like just yes, yeah, civilian casualties just everywhere. But it's was that's where if they first started not taking themselves too seriously and started becoming a little more fun and pretty much every villain they encounter then becomes part of their team in the next movie or whatever, just, or just keep building on. They just keep adding new heroes and villains and he's going on. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to part 10, which is starting filming now. And then it will be part 11 is supposed to, to wrap up the series, but fast five. 11. Is, I, I don't know. I think there's just so just, much story in it that they, they need I think two so. Movies. I think, I think part 10 is that supposed to be like count is, you know, it's kind of like Harry Potter seven was part one, part two. I think part 10 is like going to be like a part one, part two, but after eight, I think they came up with a story idea that was supposed to branch over three stories. And so they said, okay, we'll do three more stories and just stop at 11 or whatever. So that's what's happening. All right. So should we shut her down and resume here with a a new meeting? Yes. I will send you a new thing we shall see you back here in two seconds in two and two hi there we're back and uh, my next my next pick is uh gonna be a comedy okay it's gonna be called bad santa okay i uh, I figured that would be on your list it's a great Christmas movie and it's a great yeah. heist comedy. Spreads the holiday um, cheer. Uh, it's there's so much just dirty, foul shit in this movie. Billy Bob Thornton is at his apex mm-hmm. of greasy characters. Um, him and uh, What's the Tony Cox? Yeah. Are a Santa Claus and elf team that um, robbed malls. <laughs> um, and they're actually pretty good at it. Um, but Billy Bob Thornton is a dumpster fire of a human being. But he just seems to have like this charm that people seem to like him. And uh, the late great Bernie Mac and um, Jack Tripper. What's his name? John Ritter. John, John Ritter. Just great. Um, yes. I know you're a fan too, so. Yeah. I is. Okay, so um, my next one is going to be, <clears throat> we don't really need to talk about this because everyone knows it. But you can't have a movie about heist and not have Die Hard on this list. Because Die Hard is essentially a heist movie. Because that's what they are. They're there to, they're not terrorists. They're there just to rob some bear bonds. And uh, yeah, that's, it's just high action. Alan Rickman is just one of the greatest movie villains of all time in this. Um, Hans in every In everything, he's good. Yes. And, um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's legendary. It's, uh, it, so many movies have tried to copy it since, and they'll very few even come close. And yeah, it's just uh, another great Christmas classic. movie. Another great Christmas movie. There's a great tie in there. Yes. I'm, uh, I am a fan of Die Hard. I'm not a 
big a fan of, of die, biggest fan of Die Hard is you and Casey and, mm-hmm. and a few other people, but it is a great movie. Yeah. So. All right. Next Man, for me, is it? No. I think this one is a true story, actually. Um, probably not, though. Uh, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive. Um, Drive, yes. Basically, Ryan Gosling's character is a getaway driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's... I don't, how would you describe his character? Like, just... Loner? A loner, yeah. Um, yeah. Great performances. He's a, he's a he's a stunt car driver as his actual perform as his actual job. And then yeah, gets hired like out he's as so, a getaway driver. So even keel. Mm-hmm. But then that one scene in the the, in the um, elevator. Elevator. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like great cast, Carrie Mulligan, um, Heisenberg's in it. Yeah. Um Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Oscar Isaac. <clears throat> and uh, the story is, it's compelling. Like it's, mm-hmm. it kind of, kind of grabs you. Um, great kind of moody soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Some synth pop and yeah, um, he's cool. Like he's a cool yes. dude and he's got he's a cool. silver scorpion jacket. So. Yes. So that means you know he's cool. That's right. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with one that's more of a, a lighter fare as well, but comic copy, uh, comedy, and uh, sneakers. Um, Robert Redford? Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier and, you know, <clears throat> half dozen other great actors. Um, yeah, this is about it team of people who get hired in order to find the flaws in people's security system and now they're being recruited um, by an agency which they think is the NSA but it turns out it's not to steal this device that apparently is like the ultimate code breaker of you know crypto code and whatnot and uh, yeah that's just them again seeing them plan the heist going through all the finding out what they're going to be dealing with and then buying copies of it in order to run through their plan to make sure everything works and uh yeah it's just very funny uh romp um and yeah it's just yeah it's came out in 92 from the director of fielded dreams and yeah it's just a good movie i like mm. it all right i can uh... So next for me is another getaway driver type heist movie, uh, Baby Driver. Okay. Uh, Edgar Wright directed. Um, Good cast again. Good story. Um, Baby falls in love, but he's kind of held to working for Kevin Spacey. Yeah. yeah. Now um, we're we're going to talk about you picking Kevin Spacey movies and being a Kevin Spacey apologist. Um, I was hesitant to mention him, but yes. whatever. Yeah. He's in the movie. Um, yes, yes. Jamie Foxx is awesome in this movie. Uh, John so Hamm. is so John. Yeah, John Hamm. Um, John Barenthal. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like. Nobody trusts Baby really because he's just kind of quiet. quiet and nonchalant and really doesn't. They think he's not invested and always uh, listening to music. Yeah. Always listening to music because uh, he has what is that tinnitus or something in his ears? Something like that, yeah. And uh, it's just well written. Um, a common theme with every movie that I choose, I think the soundtrack's great. Um, and the drive, the the actual scenes of the the driving, yeah. pretty good stunt um, driving, yeah. And that gag where they're supposed to be wearing Michael Myers masks, but 
were wearing Austin Powers masks. Yeah, one of them was wearing a Mike Myers mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, baby yeah. driver. Okay. Well, I don't know how many more you have, but I, I, I could three go a while. Okay, so I will. I'm gonna go with one. I'm actually it's 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 a twofer. Um, I'm gonna go with the Oceans movies, but Oceans eleven and thirteen because I think twelve really isn't that great. But eleven, just the chemistry be- between the whole cast. Um, you can tell they're just having a good time, and it's a well thought out heist, and it's. It just delivers. It's just it's just fun, uh, good caper. Um, part twelve doesn't work because they really don't show you what's going on and how it happens. It's just all like in flashes, and they're like, "Okay, this is what happened." And then thirteen, great to bring in Al Pacino as the as the heavy, and uh, it's again, it's just the same kind of flavor, smart, snappy writing, and good direction. You know Steven Soderbergh, and uh, yeah, it's just a, a fun cast and a uh, yeah, fun watch. Yeah, I like the movies. I just they didn't make my list, fortunately. Fine then, be that way. Um, my next one is Three Kings. Uh, yeah, that David, was on my list. Yeah. David O. Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very, it's funny, it's stylistic. It takes place during the Iraq, what is it, Desert Storm? Yeah, the at the end War. of Desert Storm, yeah. But it doesn't really lend to that type of disparity and kind of, mm-hmm. like, it's it's more of like, hey, the war was basically a frat. And, mm-hmm. you know, so basically, yeah. George Clooney, Ice Cube, and Marky Mark um, figure out and Spike Jones figure out that uh, Saddam's got some some gold um, reserves, and they actually do find it and 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 try and steal it. And uh, it's a good yeah. movie. It's very stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, yeah, like it's uh, it's one of those movies that's like. Yeah, very smart movie you know. too, right? It's it, it it does have a message. It I mean there is a political angle to it, and uh, but it's not heavy handed. But yeah, no, it's a it's kind it's of pro American and very make makes fun of Americans too. At yes. The same time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, cool. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have one that has been described as it's a, a mind heist. And that's Inception. Okay. Basically, I mean, they're not taking information, but they're inserting information. And it's still, it's it's made like a heist movie that they need all these different people and all these people working together, doing different jobs in order to succeed at this. And it's just, it's a brilliant piece of writing. Um, like at sometimes you have, three or four levels happening at the same time as they go into a deeper dream. And, you know, Christopher Nolan's just a master at making everything intertwine and, and working. And it's like amazing editing and great performance, solid, just solid ensemble cast. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's one of my favorite movies and it's just, it's so satisfying and uh, it's a good thinking person's action flick and the special effects are phenomenal as well. So not bad it's not mm-hmm. bad not bad it's okay you like that? um so my second to last one is heat um, that was on my list as well yes directed by michael mann um mm-hmm. this was the big thing pacino de niro yep um ooh, they're sharing the screen for the first time ever whatever yes and that's cool and everything but Everybody else in the movie is great too. Like Val Kilmer yes. is great. Um, I'm sorry. More. The first ten minutes of the movie with the that opening heist, yeah, the shootout or whatever. It's all yeah. based on that is based on a real heist, but yeah, I think 
a lot of the movie is you know not based on anything but yeah um and i think pacino's better than de niro in this one Mm -hmm. um but they kind of make it so these characters have levels of depth yeah rather than just being you know guys who Mm want to Rob Banks and Tone Loke is in it. And anytime Tone Loke is in it, yes, it's it's so you good. put you put heat right up with Ace Ventura because of the right Tone up Loke there, movie. right up, yeah. right up there. Yeah, um, it's a classic, I think. I think it's, oh, it's, a, it's a great. Movie. I saw it the theater two days in a row. I went mm-hmm. with a friend one day, and then the next day, I, I took my dad. I'm like, Oh, you have to see this. And we went and saw it, and yeah, it's a great flick, and it's a three hours long, and so. Mm-hmm. do that two days in a row it shows that it's certainly of quality yes sir um well i so i guess i'll have to narrow down my for my last two and i think i know what your last one's going to be so i won't pick that one um wait you know i might as well stick with uh rob de niro making his least his third appearance on this list and uh go with the score mm-hmm. um you know, it's him, Edward Norton, Marlon Brando, Angela Bassett. Again, it's like, well, three different generations of actors, you know, at the top of their game, whatever, at the time. And it's, you know, Robert De Niro is kind of a mentor to Ed Norton, who's kind of only brought into this job because he's the inside man. And but Robert De Niro is the one who kind of plans everything out. And then there's double crossing, backstabbing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, of course you and I quote it all the time inappropriately, but you're a stinker Danny. Uh, you're a stinker <laughs> Danny. <laughs> and it's, 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 I don't know if you could make the movie today based on how Ed Norton plays one of the characters. Um, he doesn't yeah, go full though. He doesn't, he go, doesn't full. go full. And because you know, he is, you know, he's not playing one. He's faking being one and so it's he's not yeah he's not a true representation but yeah no it's, it was directed by you know miss piggy um and uh and uh yeah no, it's, a, it's a it's a solid solid thriller it's one of the first dvds i ever bought oh so you think you've guessed my first yep what do you think i think uh there might be an affleck in it yes yes so this is one of my favorite movies um the town uh it's basically about a crew of guys from well i guess they're not from boston they're from just outside of boston um but uh they're bank robbers and um i think they're addicted to it and um the fbi gets involved john ham again he's all mm-hmm. over the place in this podcast all over he's just hamming it up um, and um jeremy renner is awesome he plays yeah, such yeah. a such a like a untrusting like boston okay. tough guy yeah you know what i mean yeah, act um, first, think second kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I believe he got an Academy uh, Award nomination for, for the role. Yeah. So. Um, and it's just like a solid, really nothing out of the ordinary, doesn't break the mold, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. rewrite the genre, but it's no. just solid, solid direction, action sequences. Yeah. And Affleck is an amazing director and writer. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like this came out, I believe, just before Argo. Yeah, I think it was the one before Argo. Year or two. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's got some chops. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just a solid, solid film. A um, mm-hmm. lot of good dialogue. Um, and what is the, uh, the flower shop owner guy's name? Um, the actor. He just died. Oh, Peter... Postwaite or whatever. Yeah, Peter, Pete yeah, Postwaite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yep. 
And uh, this is the kind of movie where you kind of root for the bad guy. If yeah. you can consider. Um, well, there's even different levels character of, of bad there's different levels of bad guys within the bad guy crew right you know, yeah because it's like ben affleck's in it for the money he's not in it to harm people when jeremy reiner will you know he doesn't just, give two shits if someone's an obstacle he'll you know take care of them kind of thing so yeah but uh yeah i love this movie um and i watch it often yes it's a good flick okay well i will uh and one on one that I'm pretty sure is it's not necessarily a carbon copy of heat, but it certainly was inspired by heat because it has, you know, a cop at its highest level in the, you know, robbery homicide against a top crew of robbers. And this is Den of Thieves. It's another one of those movies where, you know, Gerard Butler just takes this material and elevates it to something yeah, special. Amazing. And it's, it's gritty, dirty. It's got good twists. You know, it's got you know O'Shea Jackson and uh, Pablo uh, Schneider, um, or not Schreiber here. Yes, whatever. Liev Schreiber's half brother. Um, mm-hmm. And it's Fitty. 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 Scent. But yeah, it's just a good another one where they're planning the heists. You're seeing how they're going to do it. And you're seeing the, you know, the procedures that the cops have to do in order to catch them and everything they do in order to try to figure out what they're doing and, you know, be ahead, a step ahead of them and a lot of good double crosses and shootouts and whatnot. But yeah, it's a, it's a good solid movie. And there's a sequel that's supposed to be getting made shortly. Um, But yeah, no, it's a, it's just a good fun action movie so yeah i quite enjoyed that one too cool yeah well so that's i'm that's i'm the, out of i'm out of movies yeah. so yeah i've got some other ones but that's fine you know uh, like i i like i said i could have had i had a short list of 50 before i even started narrowing down so right so, now yeah, so it's time for um pico the p hey everybody Quiet down, please. These two jerks have an opinion. Here is this episode's pick of the pod. I know this is kind of cheating, but I've used this as the pick of the pod before. Oh my goodness, how dare you. But the season is over now. Okay. Um, oh, so you're, you're going to go with winning time, I bet? The winning, the winning time. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a show on TV like this before where... Um, the editing is so spastic. The fourth wall is broken all the time. Um, it's very stylized, but it's very compelling. The performances are believable. Um, and it's, you know, maybe a sensationalized form of actual events. Right. But, um, I hope they I hope they do 10 seasons for well, every I know oh for every year but then when they were the, part of a dynasty for the 80s the Showtime yeah. Lakers mm-hmm. but yeah no I know it's been greenlit for a second season already so that's for sure gonna happen the only thing is that it caused a rift between Will Ferrell and uh Adam, and Adam McKay. McKay yes so I we think, may, we may never gonna, see a Step Brothers too. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll mend fences. They've been friends long enough that you know they'll get over their grievances. Uh, they made the right choice. He made the right choice though, going with um, John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. The guy's incredible, man. Yeah, that's a chameleon. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So with so with mine, I am going with. One of the movies that was a revisit, and this is a creature feature from 1980 that recently got a its first Blu-ray release. Alligator. Yes, yes. The yeah. Scream Factory. The <laughs> Scream Factory, and this was like like my my first 4K. This is the only way I could own the film was in 4K, but it does come with the Blu-ray, so I'm 
I'm set for when I get a Blu-ray or a 4K player. Um, this is just a good campy movie, you know, started by the rumors of people having, you know, alligators at pets and then flushing them down the toilet and then them living in the sewer. And, you know, this one goes on that, but then there's a conspiracy of pets being kidnapped and fed different hormones in order so it increases their growth and so when they don't and it also it hasn't been green lit yet because it makes them really like ravishly hungry yeah and it makes them very hungry and so they anyone that dies they throw in the sewer and this alligator is getting all these hormones which is why it grows up to like 36 feet or whatever and is eating everything i just don't know why it took 12 years for them to realize that all these pets are missing and and people are getting killed all of a sudden but it's very fun um again you mentioned earlier late great robert forster is the lead um he's very good in it um it is kind of like a a jaws ripoff because there is you know the law and then there's like a biologist and then there's yeah. like a big game hunter in it as well. Um, the script is by John Sales, who has written an Academy Award nominated. Like he wrote Eight Men Out and Lone Star and a bunch of other great, great films as well. He wrote The Howling. Um, but yeah, this is just good 80s camp um, where they use, they have an animatronic alligator that they they use that they ended up selling to like the the Florida Gators that they use during like halftime shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, apparently the alligator is, and it, the, I think there's a suit as well. And Kane Hodder portrayed <laughs> the, the gator at sometimes. Really? Um, yeah. And apparently Brian Cranston was a PA on on yeah. the show and he was helped with special effects and like loaded guts and stuff like that into the alligator and people. And so he met Robert Forrester back then, long before they were on Breaking Bad together. Um, and then sometimes they just use like a real alligator on models. And it's just, it's completely, looks completely fake because how they shut down everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just this alligator walking around, but it's, it's so well done. So can't be pretty violent. And yeah, it's a, uh, I, I really enjoyed it and I, I'm glad I got I revisited that one. So I'll have to yeah. rewatch it. I think I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. I think it terrified the shit out of me. Mm. There's a scene where he bursts through the sidewalk. Like he just comes right out. Like it's just like so phony. Just, just through five feet of concrete. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you see that there's the manhole. And so he's obviously trying to go through the manhole, but he's too big for the manhole. So he just bursts through the whole thing. And yeah, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It is. So all right. So yeah. So um I guess I will reveal my hard thought out theme for for our next broadcast. Okay. And this will be movies that have a color in the title. Oh boy. So it's a very broad one and it can be obviously of any genre. So just movies that have any color and obviously you can use black and white as colors because you know people say they're not real colors but you can use any color you want. And so that is my choice. You can't use the word color, but you can use any color. So, okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. You know, like I said, it, it's, it wasn't a lot of thought, but it's actually going to take a lot of thought to complete the list because it is kind of broad and very so open. What so, what gave you this inspiration? I have no idea. Um, it's part, I think, subconsciously, because, you know, my wife, part of her job, she had to, she wrote a blog post about the use of certain colors in a website and what you want to convey and how they work for the customers and, you know, 
the psych psychology of colors on the website and they suggested as a companion thing for her to make a spotify playlist so she did that and it was all songs that have colors in the title and that was mm. that was the playlist um but that happened like months ago so it somehow it was still floating back there and so i think that just kind of popped in my head i thought okay let's do that so. is brown bunny gonna be on your list i don't i it's not because i haven't seen it so well i haven't seen all of it yeah i know what you've seen yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh vincent so, gallo so yeah so is, is there anything else you want to talk about mm. before we sign off i don't know flames are at it flames are tied in their series they look like Blue Jays are tied in their game did i mean uh, they look good last night though yep yeah and, blue jays are doing good except that weekend series against the guardians yeah, yeah there's a little that wasn't a little shit melee on. yeah every call went against the jays but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think so. So, All right. um, this is Scott signing off for Flixmax. This is Terrence signing off as well. Okay. So, uh, toodles.